This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back once more for another episode of The Drop Podcast. This is episode 237 all time. Thanks to you guys, this podcast has continued to grow, and I greatly appreciate your patronage. The Blues going into this game against the Sharks, they were coming off of a big, big effort from Chad Johnson in a 4-1 to win over the Hurricanes. Chad Johnson coming in, of course, in relief of Jake Allen, who's not had a great year. You know, a lot of people call me a Jake Allen apologist. I'll admit it when Jake's not doing well, and he's not done well this year. The team up until recently hadn't been doing well. So it's a two-way street. So the two things that were holding the Blues back was the inability to stop the other team, whether it's defensive lapses, bad passes, whatever, and of course, Jake Allen not able to make saves when he needed to. So Chad Johnson came in against Carolina and really played very well. It's all about angles and positioning, staying in the net, coming out of the net. Chad Johnson played almost every shot perfectly, like a goaltender that knows exactly what he wants to do. Jake Allen, on the other hand, has had some issues this year with positioning, with whether or not to come out of the goal. A lot of times he stays back in the net, which has hurt him getting the angles on a puck and not allowing him to make the saves he should be making. Chad Johnson would get the call in this game against the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks would be coming off a game in the previous night, so you knew they were going to be a little bit tired, but they came out pretty strong in the first period for the first 8 to 10 minutes or so, maybe a little bit more than that. Before we get into the highlights of the game, let's talk about the Joe Quinville watch. I'm going to tell you right now, I can almost guarantee you that Joe Quinville's not going to coach this year. A lot of people aren't going to like that, but I have it on good authority that he's going to take some time off unless somebody just blows him away. If there's a team out there that's doing really well, that's got a lot of talent built in that he can work with, and the team's willing to give him control over the roster, at least somewhat of control over the roster, and they're willing to step up and pay a high salary somewhere between six and a half to eight million dollars a year, he may consider it. But otherwise, he's going to wait till the end of the year. Now let's go ahead and get into this game with the Sharks. Chad Johnson, as I said, would start again, and he would have a strong, strong first period because even though the Sharks were tired from playing the previous night and having to travel to St. Louis, they really played pretty good in the first period until they started to wear down a little bit. But regardless of how the Sharks played, the Blues were able to get the lead early and go up one to nothing. Trying to center one. Has O'Reilly in front. And now pass. Petrangelo wide open. He scores! What a shot! One nothing. Vladi Tarasenko has been working hard. Stops and starts, battling for pucks two or three times in this period where he hasn't just faded away from a play, he's stuck with it. And behind the net, I thought that he had lost possession of the puck. And then he makes a perfect feed to Petrangelo. I thought he might have waited a little too long, but it looked like he was going to be blocked by Vlasic. So he waits, finds the opening, and just rips it under the bar. Tarasenko in this game, I honestly think this was his best game this year. He was in on a lot of plays when he was on the ice. He was going behind the net fighting for the puck. He was in the corner fighting for the puck. And he needs to do that to be successful. 
whether it's scoring goals, whether it's assisting. I'm not saying he needs to be Ryan Reeves and just smashing people around, but he needs to use his weight to his advantage. He's a big guy, and uh, he can really push people around when he wants to. He can push people off the puck. He can steal the puck from them. His size helps him keep the puck. His size helps him get passes to where he needs to get them. And in this instance, he got one to Alex Petrangelo. And Petrangelo, I thought, was going to wait too long. It looks like he was waiting for the 815 Amtrak to Chicago or something. But he finally took the shot and put it over the goaltender, Dell. That goal would be Petrangelo's second of the year. Tarasenko with the assist is eight. 14 minutes, 50 seconds in. The Blues are up one to nothing. And as I stated, I thought early that the Sharks played pretty good. The Blues played very, very well. They outshot the Sharks 9-6 to in the first period. But for a tired team, I thought that was actually a very good period for the Sharks. Going into the second period, you're only up one to nothing. You want to add a little bit, give yourself a comfortable lead. Give your goalie a comfortable lead, and that's exactly what the Blues did. Five minutes, 28 seconds in. The guy that Buffalo says they're glad they got rid of him and that they're so much deeper and stronger with Berglund, Sabotkin, Thompson, gives the Blues a 2 to nothing lead. Well, Tarasenko, who set up the first goal in front, wide open, they score! O'Reilly points it nine straight, and it's 2 nothing. 16 points in his last nine games. And when he gets his puck on the tape, there's no mistake. It's going under the bar and in the net. The fundamentals of the game. Make sure the goaltender has zero chance in stopping it. He stays on side with Schwartz, goes behind the net, hunts down the puck. First pass he tries on the forehand, it goes off the goalie's arm and up under the bar and in. You just can't say enough about how much Ryan O'Reilly has meant to this team this year. Without his scoring, without his leadership, uh, I don't know where this team would really, really be right now. If this was the same team they had last year, we would be in big, big trouble even more trouble than we were in at the beginning of the season. Just a beautiful goal by O'Reilly. You can't say enough about this guy. Hard worker. Every single game, he just puts max effort into it. And he normally gets rewarded, either with an assist or a goal. That would be O'Reilly's eighth goal of the year. Schwartz, who worked hard as usual, gets his fourth assist. Five minutes, 28 seconds in. The Blues are up two to nothing. At this point, San Jose is just dragging. I mean, they really look like a tired team. And about five and a half minutes after O'Reilly's goal, Jaden Schwartz would take a beautiful pass from Bozak to get his second goal of the year to give the Blues a comfortable three to nothing lead. Great holding by Dunn. And Jaden Schwartz for Bozak to the net. They score! Schwartz! And it's three nothing! So on the offensive zone faceoff, Mike Yo and Craig Berube, who runs the forwards, they take off Sosnikov and they throw Schwartz up there with Bozak and Steen. The pass and the result before that was the great chance off the Ryan O'Reilly backhand pass. Off the pad, off the post, and not in. So an excellent setup there by Bozak, who lifts the stick of the defenseman and then jams it right over there to Schwartz. Just a beautiful pass to Schwartz, and he puts it past Dale for his second goal of the year. Bozak gets his sixth assist. Alex Steen, who I thought had a pretty good game last night, gets his fifth assist. 13 minutes, 57 seconds in. The Blues are up three to nothing. That is the way the second period would end. Both teams would get 13 shots on goal. But in all honesty, I think uh, the Sharks had much better opportunities. Nothing against Dale, the San Jose Sharks goalie. 
he played a pretty good game too. Don't get me wrong, the Blues put some pressure on him, but I think Johnson had to make some big quality saves in that second period. You know, for a team that was really tired and you could tell it, San Jose didn't use that as an excuse. They really did not have a bad game. It's just the Blues scored when they needed and they took advantage of opportunities. So going into the third period, you're hoping the Blues can kind of shut things down. Uh, They've got a tired team in San Jose. Let's continue to put pressure on them, make them use their legs, make them more tired. And although San Jose would get 14 shots on goal in the third period to the Blues' nine, it would be the Blues that would get the lone goal 12 minutes, 21 seconds in by the gentleman I mentioned earlier. Alex Steen on just a beautiful pass from Bozak right to him in front of the net, puts it right past Dell, and the Blues go up four to nothing, and that's the way the game would end. What a big Blues victory over a very good San Jose team. And the Blues take it four to nothing. Well, the look on Alexander Steen's face said it all. Maybe a little surprised that that puck got to him. Pareko with the pass, and a good little give and go. Bozak to Steen. Steen slides in behind the coverage of his good buddy Carlson. Carlson's going north, the play's going south, and Steen in one quick motion slides it between the legs. Alex Steen had a few games at the beginning of the year that just like the rest of the team didn't look in sync, didn't look like he was playing well, looked really, really slow. Still got a terrible plus minus, but man, he played very good in that game last night and has played very well in the last couple games. That goal would be Steen's fifth of the year. Bozak with another great pass. He was setting people up all night last night. Gets his seventh assist, and Pareko gets his third assist of the year, 12 minutes, 21 seconds in. Let's go ahead and get into the stats of the game, the tell of the tape, as they would say. The Sharks had 33 shots on goal. The Blues had 31 shots on goal. Faceoffs, I say it every night, but I've got to say it. This team's dominating people in the faceoff circle. Thanks to Bozak and thanks to O'Reilly. These guys are face-off specialists. Power plays, both teams had four opportunities. Nobody had a power play goal. Penalty minutes even at 10 each. Hits pretty even. Sharks had 17. The Blues had 16. Giveaways, Sharks had three. The Blues had two. Block shots pretty even too. 18 for the Blues and 16 for the Sharks. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game interviews. Of course, we're going to hear from the players first. We're going to hear from Alex Petrangelo. Chad Johnson, who just had his second monster game in a row. And, of course, Alex Steen, who had that late goal. Then after that, we're going to hear from the coach, Coach Mike Yo, on this uh, big win over a very good San Jose team. Well, we've been building pretty good. Uh, we've been doing a lot of things, uh, D-zone work the last couple of days in practice. And, um, you know, the old saying, practice makes perfect. I think we worked on a lot of things in a show tonight. Alex, you talked about that yesterday, just just the emphasis of that practice and the meaning of it. And what, did you implement what you guys were really yeah. putting together? I think a lot of it, too, was just work. I think you, you saw an extra effort, uh, especially in front of our net. Uh, when the pucks went there, we were blocking shots. I think uh, we changed a few things to kind of limit the point shots, too, and it seems to be working for us. In that second period and, and third period, the crowd was just going nuts. I don't know if you guys hear that or if you're zoned out. Did you oh, feed off that? Fans, we can hear them. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. What was it, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night in St. Louis. Everyone's a little fired up, huh? Get the day off tomorrow. Well, I mean, they, I, I think they like the play. Yeah. Oh, I like the play too. Yeah, that's a. I guess it's a combo, right? A little, a little A B and Friday night in St. Louis, and there you go. Alex, on your on your goal, there was some were wondering maybe if you were wait, waiting too long to get that shot off, or you well, just looking for the perfect. Yeah, well, I don't know. So I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, sometimes when you have too much time, you overthink it. I think uh, I think all the guys kind of shifted to one side and they got the goalie. I think their own guys were kind of screening them. So uh, you don't get that much time very often, um, but I'll take it. Were you aiming for pie? You're up there, upper left. Uh, I was going to go short side, and then their guy kind of got in the way. So um, he kind of gave me that whole side, and a little easy for righties to shoot in the blocker side. So uh, I got lucky on that one. But I've asked you this morning when, when you feel like you're locked in, at what point did you feel like you were locked in tonight? I mean, I always feel, you know, this, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really think about being locked, like, you know, I don't really think about being locked in or on. Everyone always sometimes asks, like, how you feeling? It's like, I don't know, I don't think about how I feel. It's just you kind of go out there, you prepare. Uh, like, I prepare the same way every day, and uh, I just I try to feel the same way uh, or just not feel at all. You know, you just go out there, you work hard, you're focused for the, in the moment, and then uh, what happens at the end of the day is, um, you know, that the result that you get just from your preparation. I felt, you know, again, I've been ready to, to go here and felt good with my preparation th throughout the game. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, I'm just happy with getting the, getting the two points. Chad, you said weeks ago that you're not the type of goalie that makes spectacular saves. I, yeah, you, I don't like to, but if I have made, to, you know. You made several tonight. Well, I mean, yeah, like the, the last, uh, yeah, I think just probably for like the last couple minutes there, last couple seconds, just, uh, it was a scramble and, um, I had, it was just kind of on my butt. I, I don't want to be in that situation. Like, I don't like to be in that situation, but if I have to be desperate I'd, um, and make a save like that, I'll try. But I like to be in a little in my in position and make things look fairly simple and easy. And, and uh, But there's times and I have to scramble, and, you know, I, I got fortunate. I got made some saves there. What did you see on that breakaway by Couture there? I knew there was a lot of, like, guys were putting a lot of pressure on him. I knew he was going to have to get it off. He wasn't going to have time to really make a move. So, um, you know, it's, again, you kind of just try and read his stick and stay with him, adjust your speed. And, uh, you know, I made the first save. I kind of lost track of it, and there was such good pressure. And with our guys back-checking that, they were right there to clear the, clear the rebound out. And um, I think it just squirted out to the side there. So it was a good job by them to kind of put pressure on him to, to make him have to get a quick shot off. It would have been a pretty lousy finish if they'd gotten that goal there with 0.2 seconds to go in the game. Yeah, on the power yeah that's, seven. yeah, you, you kind of, you know, you want it to be easy at the end. It's mm -hmm. be the nicest thing is just to have, like, us have a power play with a minute left in the third and just mm -hmm. kind of, like, not get a shot, not see a puck mm -hmm. in our end. But uh, it's, you know, that's, I, I've had situations where I've, you know, like, scored with, like, three seconds left to wreck a shutout. And mm -hmm. it's just, it happens. You try to stay focused and not worry about the time and just play the, the penalty kill as hard as you can. Uh, yeah, I thought it was definitely a step in the right direction. I think uh, Johnny made some big stops for us, timely stops. I know he makes it seem easy, but they are, uh, there were some big saves he made tonight. You guys seem like you're, you really had fresh legs. Did, did not having that practice Wednesday, did that help a little bit to, to get the legs? Or? Uh, I don't know. It's. Um, I think we just came out with the right right mindset, right type of jump, and we, we were a little bit more predictable to each other, which I think allowed us to look faster. Shift after shift there in that second period and leading up to the Schwartz goal, it just seemed like you guys kind of had that feel there. You had the puck in the offensive zone and you really had them hemmed in. Yeah, that was a great shift by uh, Tommy's line, Tommy, Perry, and uh, uh, who else was out there? Help me out, guys. Fabs, yeah. They did. They were the ones who should get credit for that goal. They hemmed them in, created an icing, and, and we were able to jump on them after that. So those three, uh, that was their goal. There was a lot of good in the game. Uh, I think the next one would be a little bit more of a statement for me, to be honest with you. If you can beat two good teams in a row, uh, then now you're talking. Uh, and so tonight is a good game. 
I'm really happy with it. Obviously, we worked hard to um, to get the win, and and proud of the guys for that. Uh, but if we can get if we can get the next one and beat two good teams in a row, then uh, then that's that's saying something. Mike, when you see the Schwartz goal and the shifts leading up to it, uh, just did you see just five guys all the time connected on the ice? Yeah. Yeah, much better in that sense. Our, our puck support was better. I thought that the second half of the second period started to slip a little bit. We got the, the three-goal lead, and we started to get a little bit disconnected and uh, started to extend our shifts a little bit. Led to a little bit of momentum, a couple penalties, or penalty against, and uh, and so we got to make sure we stay on top of that. But, um, you know, like I said before, we're looking for more of that quality. You know, it, our guys know what it is. I thought what we did better tonight was we played off our instincts. We know what our game is. We know what our structure is. We know where we're supposed to be. Um, and now it's just making sure your head's clear and going out and playing aggressive, um, not thinking too much, playing on your toes. And I thought we did a better job of that. Before, with the point string continuing, is there a different way to describe what Ryan O'Reilly's doing up there? Now? No, well, he's. I, I mean, he. No, he just does. He just does the right thing, you know. And, and he, first off, he does the right thing in his preparation. He's working hard. He's prepared. He's, um, you know, he, mentally and physically, he's prepared to to play the game. And then he goes on the ice. And it, it, certainly, when the puck is going in the net, and. Um, this is what we're hoping for 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 some of our off, other offensive players is, you know, when the puck's going in the net, you don't have to think about that. You don't have to think about scoring. You just think about just playing the game and, and you kind of have confidence that's going to come. And that's what you kind of hope happens for Schwartzy, a guy like that tonight. He played the game the right way tonight. Schwartzy just played. That was, I think, probably his best game of the year as far as when you close your eyes and you think of a Jaden Schwartz game, that's what it looks like. He's he's hounding pucks, he's ragging pucks, he's he's relentless, he's tenacious. Um, you know, he might lose it quickly, but then he's he's going to get it back quickly. And and uh, and so you know, you just play the game the right way. And some nights the things bounce your way, and some nights they don't. But more often than not, if you play a good game, good solid game in all areas, then you're going to get rewarded. That four minute stretch or so where you guys constant pressure and we're flying back and forth and the affairs are connected. Yeah. What, what is the realistic expectation for how much that sort of style can be sustained in a game? I mean, it was pretty dramatic. <laughs> well, I think we've seen how much parity there is in the league. Every team that you're playing from a night-to-night -night basis, they have good players, they're good teams. Uh, it's hard to win. They have a game plan. They're structured. They, it's, it's really what comes down to it is, is how well you execute um, how you're able to get to your game and how you're able to break theirs, and so they're gonna. There's gonna be moments in every game. There's gonna be time periods of time in every game where the other team's able to get a little momentum. They're able to get to their game. Uh, you're gonna need a save. You're gonna, you know, need a big play to kind of break that to to get to your game. Uh, it, I don't know that you can put necessarily a, a time frame on it. To be honest with you, it changes every game. Um, but I think what good teams do is they bend, but they don't break. And that's, I thought that we had some moments tonight where we bent a little bit, but we never broke and we were able to find a way to get back to our game and push it back in, in our direction. Mike, set up, helped set up for his first two goals. This uh, was work. Do you get a sense that, you know, when you talk about Schwartz and Riley, the way they work, they're kind of, they're really dragging him into that. Fight. Well, Vladdy's, Vladdy's, I think, is quietly having a good year. You know, like I know the plus minus wasn't good there for a while, and there was a little bit of a stretch where maybe his game started to slip. He puts a lot of onus on himself, obviously, to score goals and, and to create offense, and rightly so. He gets paid for that. 
Um, but uh, but I would say, you know, I you know I, I'm not really sure exactly when when the statement that he made was, but he's been working his butt off here for us. And, um, and so if he keeps doing that, he's going to have success. He's going to get points. I'm disappointed. They, I think they took a, an assist away from him on, on Schwartz's goal. I'm not, uh, I think that he deserved one. Uh, you know, you get a skilled player. We talk about a game plan and sometimes skilled players, they're, they're still going to try to make the play and he bears down. He, 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 that's leadership for me. He gets a puck in behind their defenseman, and, and that's what we talked about before the game. He makes the right play, and, and then he goes and gets it. So I, I wish that he would have got an assist on that one too. You, you spent a lot of time in practice working on puck clearance and, and puck movement. Do you think that bore fruit tonight? Yeah, but every game's a new game. So, again, I, I just want to make sure that we don't get – we've – We've hit some real lows here when we've lost games, and we got to try to avoid that. And we also got to try to avoid the huge highs here after winning uh, winning a big game. But um, so it was better tonight. Uh, it was definitely better than the last game, and now we have to make sure that we are ready to bring that again the next game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, this has been as long of a homestand as that, that I can remember and uh, and we got a chance to finish it in a good way now on Sunday so it's uh, it's important for us to to play well at home obviously you know for the success of the team and the organization you need that but uh, but obviously you want to put a good product on the on the ice for for our fans our supportive fans and um, so yeah let's 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 make sure we bring it on Sunday now at the beginning of this homestand with these seven games coming up I said the Blues needed to go five and two They've got an opportunity to do that. They're 4-2 and two right now, but I also said I think most of the fans would be happy with 4-3 and three the way this team had been playing. They started off at home on a bad, bad note against the Blue Jackets who just destroyed them 7-4. to four. Then, of course, the Blues come back and they beat Chicago. And they played very well against Chicago and won that game 7-3. to three. Then they faced the Golden Knights just a couple days later and played very good against a pretty good team. They didn't show up against the Wild, played awesome against Carolina, played great against San Jose last night, and they'll finish off the homestand with a game tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central. And of course, that's going to be against the Wild that I just said they lost to earlier this month on the 3rd, 5-1. to one. That will end this homestand. It would be great to go to 5-2. and two. I think that would make a huge statement to the team itself, to the coach, to the general manager, to the owner, Mr. Stillman, and always to the fans, that this team has the talent to compete night in and night out. They're just not there yet consistency-wise. Could this go downhill from here? Yes. But I'm seeing improvements. Watch the game. Watch it close. They're getting beat some nights very badly as I said, against Minnesota on the 3rd and the 25th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. On the nights they're winning, you're seeing them cut down on those mistakes like they had against the Blue Jackets, like they had against the Wild. I'm not taking anything away from the Wild or the Blue Jackets. The Blues just didn't play good games. If the Blues would have played the type of games that they played against the Blackhawks when they beat them, or when they played the Golden Knights and beat them 5-3 to or Carolina 4-1, to or last night, San Jose 4 to nothing. They probably would have won at least one of those games. But the effort wasn't there. Consistency wasn't there. Too many mistakes. Hanging Jake Allen out to dry sometimes. And then when Jake being called upon 
to make a necessary save to keep his team in the game. He just wasn't able to do that. Chad Johnson comes in, a career backup, who I think in his best year played 40 games, 43 games for Buffalo, and I think he won 20 or 22. So he's about a 500 goalie when a lot of workload is put on him. But you cannot say enough about the lift he gave this team against the Hurricanes and against the Sharks. I know a lot of people are saying that he should be the starter from now on. Chad Johnson has proven he can be a starter in this league. No, Chad Johnson is not. Chad Johnson has been around this league, I believe, 12 years, if I'm not mistaken. And he's never really been a he's never really been named a starter. He did play those 40 some odd games for Buffalo. But he's a career backup similar to Carter Hutton and similar to what Brian Elliott was before he came to the Blues. So don't count on Chad Johnson to be the Blues number one goalie for the rest of the year. I think what you're going to see is Johnson play a few games, let him play until they lose or until he plays bad, put Jake Allen back in, hopefully build his confidence. We definitely, in my mind right now, do not have a true number one. We really don't. And it's nothing against Jake Allen. It's nothing against Chad Johnson. I know that I've stood up for Jake in the past, and I think a lot of times the team doesn't play well in front of you. But at the end of the day, you need your goalie to make saves to keep you in the game. And so far this year, Jake has done that sparingly. So we'll see where that goes. I think they need to continue to play the youngsters. Thomas looked very good against San Jose and Carolina. He really did. Pat Maroon set out last night against San Jose. And I like Pat Maroon. I think he brings that physical quality. He stands in front of the net, takes the punishment, and that's what he's there for. I think a lot of people are shocked at his lack of, uh, I'm not going to say speed, but he is not fast at all. He's very slow. He's in his mid, he's in his early 30s. So, you know, he's not going to get any faster. He is who he is. I'm glad he's on the team, but he probably does need to sit every now and again. Uh, this team, you're going to have guys come up and down from th- guys like Soshnikov, play a game here, two games here, not play for three or four games, play a game here, play two games here. And that's how the Blues are going to use him. I would say Maroon will probably play most games, but there's going to be games where he's set down. There's times guys need to set, whether they need a rest, whether they're hurt, whether they're just playing bad, whether they're playing with no confidence. You have to put guys in a game that you know they can flourish. And I've said it time and time again, put guys in situations into games where they can be successful. Don't put them into a game where you know that team is really going to take advantage of a weakness they have. You keep them out of the lineup then. And hopefully the Blues are starting to do that and can build confidence moving forward. After they play Minnesota tomorrow, they play three games on the road. A couple teams they just beat at home. Chicago, Wednesday night. Vancouver on Friday night. San Jose on Saturday, then they come back Monday the 19th to play the Kings at home, who have their new coach, Desjardins. I I think he's going to be a temporary coach. I don't think he's their permanent coach. I know they've contacted Joe Quinville. Uh, That's a fact. I don't know where they're going to go with that, but I know since last week they have contacted him. After that game at home against the Kings, the Blues have one on the road against Nashville, and then two at home on the 23rd and 24th, one night against Nashville and then the next night against Winnipeg. They close out the month on the 28th against Detroit and Colorado on the 30th on the road. So the Blues need a big win tomorrow. 
It'd be great to go five and two, but I'm settling for four and three. Not going to be easy for him. Minnesota's one of the hottest teams. The Blues right now, in my mind, of the last five games, one of the hottest teams. Should be fun to watch. I don't know who's going to start in goal, but if I'm Coach Mike, I put Chad Johnson in again. Keep him in there to give him the hot hand until he fails. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, sit on the couch, watch a lot of hockey, have a great time with your family, stay safe, continue to try to be happy in your life, and of course, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.